Oh, I'm, I'm always showing up. Shut up. Right. <laughs> Better early than never. Wait. No. That's not what they say. Uh, I'm always early. Ah, yes. Like, it's 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 disgusting. Wham, bam. I, I, I am. Got things to do. Let's go. That's right. Look, hey, at the time, and a job I hated, by the way, for 10 years, I could say, honest to God, truly, I was late twice mm. in 10 years. You didn't hate it enough then. No, I hated it. Mm. Look, but I still had things to do. Fair. Fair. I guess you can't you can't pay the rent with hatred, right? Landlord that, won't take well, that. Well, you know, <laughs> nobody will take that, but you still feel it. <laughs> Down in your bones. Oh, what are you cracking up at? I can hear it. Ooh, tonight is Kirkland's signature hard seltzer, grapefruit spiked sparkling water with grapefruit flavor and other natural flavors, 100 calories, gluten-free, 12 fluid ounces, 355 milliliters, 5% alcohol by volume. I read the whole front of the can in one breath. You go. <laughs> Didn't practice it. No, not at all. No. That that's pretty damn good. Me, I'm I'm just lit. <laughs> I am I forgot. Well actually, let me take that back. Last week it was supposed to be our weekend, but it was fourth of July weekend, mm-hmm. so I just didn't say anything and, and I, I totally felt like that about it. Yeah. Yeah. I figured you had I mean, you know, me, I don't forget shit. That's true. <laughs> like that. So I just kinda went, you know what? It's fine. It's fine. Let's have let's have a weekend. It's it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but we're back, baby. Oh man. Good lord. And and half of the thing that reminded me was the fact that we made that joke. <laughs> and silly. Um the the title. And I I love the fact that you said for those that don't listen. Because nobody listens. Right. <laughs> nobody knows what goes on here. We can do whatever we no, want. Nobody knows. Uh-uh. Look, we all litified, and they don't even know it. Actually, I don't know. <laughs> Let's see if anyone does listen. Uh, I'm going to go log oh, in right good. now and see what I can find. Oh, hey. Are you able to track that? It's all of five people or something like that? Let's see. Past. I don't know. What do we want to do? 30 days? I mean... I've got three downloads in 30 days. What's up? Yeah. Yeah. We're awesome like that. And it wasn't me. I don't even subscribe to my own podcast. So I know it wasn't me. One of them might have been me. (laughs) It might have just been you. Reminiscing. You know. (laughs) Like, hey. (laughs) Gotta say, though. I used to to do this thing. Oh, we're doing this. Okay. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Tales of Turkey Past was our most popular episode to date. So that's awesome, though. That was that's I think fun. I think that was the pinnacle of our production here. I think it's all downhill See, now. And that's that's just so funny because all the time, I kid you not, all the time, people are like, "Bass, I'm gonna need you to write a comedy album or some stand up." Should just send him to the podcast. I do, I do, and then nobody does anything. It's like. Look, you tell me this mouse, you tell me how funny I am, and look, my friend here, he's just as funny as I am, if not funnier in some ways. Because I, I suspect, you know, I, I have a feeling, they go to the website, thebadshow.club, I mean, if, uh-huh. you, if you're listening, you probably already know that exists, 
Yeah. And they see that Hi. episode six, Tales of Turkey Past, is 98 minutes long. And they're like, um. This is super long. <laughs> These people talk for goddamn ever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they were already thinking, wow, this is. Uh, I was hoping for like three minutes. like. But it's quality stuff. I Look, mean, it's I'm stuff. sorry. It just is. It's stuff. No, I think it's quality. Okay. Come on. All right. All right. Fine. Look. <laughs> It's mostly just, I think it's super funny because it's just us bouncing off each other. It's true. And I, I get jazzed on that. I can't. So, whatever. You know, it took it took a while to like, people to like Napoleon and shit. Mm. And people still don't like his ass. That's so, true. I feel like though, okay. Napoleon, you said Napoleon, right? I'm about to make a joke about the right person. Mm-hmm. I feel like okay. if, if if people if Napoleon had a podcast though back in his time, maybe his popularity <laughs> would have been higher. Maybe no, his problem it wasn't it wasn't no, necessarily it was his, his personality. It was his branding. <laughs> it was no, it was absolutely his personality. Mm. People don't like no. <laughs> but see, I mean, you can be a total clown, and if you got the right brand. You're still going to have a following. Right? Like a Joe Rogan. Exactly. <laughs> Perfect. I'm calling out Joe Rogan. I can't with my five people looking at me. There's three people. I'm over here like, Joe Rogan, come at me, bro. <laughs> I mean, he's only like, let's see, 5'3", right? Joe Rogan height. Oh, God. 5'7". Even I'm taller hey, than him. Come on. I mean, you know. He'd be able to really kind of titty punch me. <laughs> and that might hurt for like a second. <laughs> he's 53 years old, too, man. Uh, well, you know, I'm pretty much like soon. a... Yeah. <sighs> Come on. Those people are like like Hollywood people. They exercise and stuff. I don't do shit. That's true. That's true. But, I mean, I think... but then in my defense, I'm already broken down. It's like I'm a 70-year-old already in a 44-year-old's body. <laughs> I think we we know everything we need to know about Joe Rogan when That's I look true. for Joe Rogan and Google says people also search for Alex Jones. All right. Case closed. Shut that book up. Yeah, well, there you go. Nothing, yeah. Nothing left here. Look, my brother one time, we're, we're going to just sidetrack here just for a little bit. My brother one time tried to tell me how brilliant he was. And I'm like, are you talking about the guy on Fear Factor? And he's like, yeah, but... He's really smart, too. And I'm like, are you talking about the guy on Fear Factor? Like, he's laying in roaches and shit. That don't seem smart to me. And look, for you to recommend him, my man, you sent me a text about how you've been on the, the stool for days. Like, literally, I have a text. And it's Joey doing a selfie in the bathroom going, I'm still pooping. And I'm like, so this is this is the level of intelligence you want for me. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of like, no, I think I'm I'm good without. My life is good without. I don't need that. I didn't need Fear Factor. I don't need to see giant like the the bugs and snakes and whatever the fuck they did with that. I don't I don't need it. It was so. Fear Factor existed in a time. It, it very you know looking at it looking back at it today, it very clearly existed at a time before the mainstream internet. Like we had you know we had the internet. And in the early 2000s. At the time, yeah, we did. But it wasn't, it wasn't like it 
anywhere near the way it is today as far as discovering whatever right. whatever piques your interest in a moment's notice, right? And right. So, I think so it's like factor, in sync or, or 98 degrees or something like that. Right. Fear Factor had... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it, it had this following because there's this, this this rather large group of the population that just love watching train wrecks, right? They they don't want to look at it, but they can't look away either. And right, but I mean, isn't that what the internet is basically at this point too? Yes, but let me let me just preface that by saying I dig a train wreck. Look, like my husband talks about all the time, I'm literally about a train wreck. But it's very specific train wrecks. Mm. That is not a train wreck I enjoy. That is somebody willingly subjecting themselves to something. And whatever happens is their goddamn fault. Like they can't blame anybody else but themselves. Fair. They've signed a waiver. Mm -hmm. <laughs> For anything else though, especially when it comes to like, I don't know, Police videos. We like police videos because mm -hmm. it's it's just nonsense, yep. pure and d nonsense. Mm -hmm. Then yeah, that's fine. Nobody signed up for that shit. <laughs> in fact, I'd argue that if you put it in front of them, they would absolutely go, "Fuck no! I'm I'm stepping away from this table. I'm pushing my chair away, and I'm not here for this." <laughs> so. I'm here for those kind of trade wrecks where everybody's like, and and it's not people getting hurt. It's just more about comeuppance. Yeah, that's I fair. Guess. That's fair. Yeah. yeah, it's a, and that makes sense. I My think sense of justice. You, you think about you know everyone who has had their 15 minutes of fame thanks to the internet, right? Like, how did you yeah. how did you get that 15 minutes beforehand? Right, you showed up on reality TV, and sometimes it was the weird yeah. stuff like Fear Factor, etc. Now you just do something viral on TikTok or Instagram or Snapchat. Is Snapchat still around? And I, I've got no goddamn idea. And I just only I now got hear anyone think anyone mention it, so I don't know if it still exists. Uh, it's like a tree falls in the forest. If a if a social media network doesn't, no one talks about <laughs> social media network. Does it still? Does fall anybody in the really hear no, it? it yeah, I don't think so. But hey, I don't see many people like rewatching. I've come across those videos on YouTube. And been like, fuck no, I'm not there for that. They're not the viral things. I've only recently joined the TikTok and become slightly fascinated by it. Mm -hmm. But especially because I found this one channel. It's about science experiments that you could do. So like, for instance, the uses of vinegar. I, post I posted this actually in the Today I Learn channel. If you put an a raw egg in white vinegar for a little while and take it out, wash off. The shell is soft. You've literally got almost like, if you don't squeeze it too hard, almost like something that looks like a stress ball. It's the craziest shit. Hmm. So, I don't think I want to experience that. I'm, I mean, no. If you squeeze it too hard, then, you know, yolk's on you. Title. <laughs> oh, I love the ding! Oh, shit, that was amazing. <laughs> Also, my name is Afalafadafasaf. I like <laughs> yeah. I just wanted it to make a link. I didn't really, like, I don't, the name isn't important. Just give me the damn link. Can you do the, the bell again? Is that a, like a, is that a thing now we're doing? It's, that would be I, I literally, I just funny. have a bell. Oh, like, just are you kidding me? me? Yeah. What is on your desk? 
Right now, let's see, from left uh -huh. to right, I have a fake IKEA potted plant. I have a miniature revolver from a video game, a cup with some pens in it. I got a phone stand. My monitors are here in front of me, obviously. I got some other computer knickknackeries, notebook, keyboard, mouse, cup holder, or not a cup holder. Um, okay, so we have vastly different My desk is desks. pretty, pretty Spartan and pretty like okay. typical, like normal, boring <laughs> stuff, except for my bell. Good God, my desk, and look, this is not my original desk. When I got this nice new job, thank you, ah, um, I got a standing desk, and this shit's junked. I can't. It's, I've got thinking putty. I've got painted rock frogs. Mm -hmm. I've got hydrocortisone cream. I've got, um, what is this? Magnesium pills. I've got <laughs> my wallet, various jewelry that I want to wear for meetings. I've got pens and pencils and such. I've got lotion. I've got spritzes. I've got colored pencils and a journal. I've got a damn it doll. Do you know what a damn it doll is? No. It's amazing. Oh, God. It's these dolls. They sell them on, on Amazon. And basically, it's just this stuffed doll. It's got a poem on the front. Whenever things don't go so well and you want to hit the wall and yell, here's a little damn it doll that you can't do without. Just grasp it firmly by the legs Whoa. and find a place to slam it. Whoa. And as you whack the stuffing out, yell, damn it, damn it, damn it. So it literally is like a stress doll. Hmm. I'm here for it. Several innuendos in there. I'm going to go right past I mean, you know, title. Yeah. <laughs> For whatever that was, titles, mm -hmm. multiples, whatever. <laughs> and then gift cards and earrings and lipsticks, lots of lipsticks. I don't know why. Oh, because I don't need a mask here at my desk. And I mean, it's <clears> Alabama. <throat> there, you'd be. It's illegal to wear a mask, isn't it? Oh Jesus fucking Christ! I can't with these people. <laughs> like forty percent. We are, like, we're used to being at the bottom of the bottom, but normally that's things that are slightly out of our control. This is in our control. This is something we can do. And all my folks, all my peeps around me be like, no, fuck, no, I don't need to get vaccinated. Nobody's going to die from that shit. Never mind 600 people. 600,000 people have died from it, and now we've got some sort of variant that is killing every goddamn body in India. Mm -hmm. But that's fine. We don't need no goddamn masks because, you know, we, we rednecking this thing out. We flexing. Yeah. What the hell? Right. Y'all, right. stop it. So stupid. Oh. Yeah, it's over here watching from, from a state that is uh what are we at more vaccinated than we are i'm sure washington state vaccination rate i don't even know anymore because i've moved on um say like you're not even worried about it what do we got all regions come on google help me out here washington maybe i'm me i'm over here like looking at my 12 year old going you're gonna get a an appointment over at walgreens 55.9 percent of the population is fully vaccinated in washington state okay so really y'all shouldn't feel too bad about yourselves because it's no, only 10 15 percent 15 percent more than us yeah the 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 issue we but have it still matters in the state is that we have we have the 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 left half which is sort of ironic um, which is also the left half, and 
um, you know, the vaccination rate is much higher naturally. Yeah. So, you know, the, the Seattle area is in the seventies, right? And yeah, of course, you know, Eastern Southeastern, especially Washington is in like the thirties, maybe if you're lucky. And that's still, you know, that's still high compared to some places, but it's, it's like, I mean, I'm sure like here in Alabama is mostly Birmingham and Huntsville. Mm, yeah. That are that are vaccinated. Maybe Montgomery. Definitely not Mobile, because we down in the Gump there. Um, but like probably if you get in our outline areas, ten percent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I would. What be y'all curious, even and I f- have a feeling I would know the outcome of this without even looking. But I'd be <sighs> curious to compare the um, the conservative Education level. Well, not necessarily that, but the the conservative versus. Um, liberal oh God, yes. voting population to vaccination population. I'd be curious if we there are any the reddest. No, that... we are the reddest state in in the goddamn union. Right. So the, I, would, the... I would I would expect yeah. a state like yours to to trend pretty well in that same direction. But I would be curious if there are any states that that uh, you know the trends diverge from each other, where it's maybe more conservative, but yet there's a higher you know vaccination percentage. I'd be curious if any of those exist. And what, yeah. what made, how did they, how did that happen? You know, like, is it, is it more of a moderate state or did they have some kind of like promotion of some kind or, you know, I would be curious. Yeah, the promotions, that's something. Look, you're not going to get any of that in Alabama. I'm, I've been looking at these states going like, we'll enter. No, God, right. no, right. please. We can't even do the fucking lottery. Come on. The regular one. <laughs> no, not even that because, you know, Jesus Christ, literally Jesus Christ. <laughs> What you need, it's you, need him, about, you need Jesus Christ to come and run the lottery? Is that what you're saying? I'm I'm saying, look, even if he gave it a thumbs up and said, "Yeah, go ahead with running your money," hmm. people still wouldn't do it because you know their preachers tell them not to, and they they. <sighs> I made a joke one time on a review for one of your coffees, saying that Teddy Roosevelt told us to dare greatly, mm-hmm. and I does what I'm told. Yep. But yeah, these people do what they told too. Except they just listen to the wrong people. I'd rather listen to Teddy Roosevelt, and he wasn't that great either. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. So I'm curious. I, after, you know, the last time we brought this up, it, it had it had been substantial numbers of months ago, and substantial less COVIDs. Um, yeah. Have Have your thoughts on exiting the great state of Alabama? Sorry, the state of Alabama uh, changed at all? <laughs> no. Not a bit. In fact, I'm more desperate to get out. You think this might I, be the year or maybe next year? Uh, I'm, I am up for a couple of raises. And I thought you said raises, and I'm like, that doesn't sound no. exciting. <laughs> no. <laughs> Unless it's the, the claymation raises. <laughs> um, <laughs> No, I'm I'm up for a couple of raises. Um, I'm going to get one pretty soon, I hope. Sweet. And then I will get another one at one year, so November. Nice. I will get hopefully the second one. And um, I am also looking at they were opening up career paths because our director just recently got hired, and he has had a talk with us about a career matrix nice. that he has created, and it's great it's super good i'm thrilled um there are a number of people on my team that would be awesome in these positions 
and um, I would like to hope that I'm up for one of them. In fact, I would hope that I am up for one that I really do want, but that's because I'm older. Um, a lot of these, these folks that are on my team are much younger than me by about 10 years, uh, give or take. And there's not too many years left for me mm-hmm. <laughs> to make manager. So I, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that I have proven myself, done good work, um, been a good person, been, I mean, let's put it this way also, that we have, we earn time off mm-hmm. by the number of hours that we work. Sure. And it's, it's the best PTO situation I have ever had in my life. Now, I'm sure it's normal for them. For me, it's, it's the, the bejesus bejesus. Right. I mean, it's, it's raise your hands, hallelujah. Because um, it used to be where, let's see, with my previous employer, we had blackout. And that went from February to June mm-hmm. and I had only three sick days for the entire year that I could use during that time. And as somebody with two young children, I went in there deathly ill. And I would preferred not to have done that mm-hmm. because I probably made other people sick and I tried my hardest not to, but it just was what it was. Um but now I get to take off. I missed so many things with my kids. And that's not because I wanted to. It was just because there was nothing else for me to do besides lose my job. So now I'm, I'm taking off just whenever the hell I feel like it. Like I, if I feel under the weather, I don't come in. If I feel like, like recently I had an ear infection... That's, it's the first time I've had an ear infection in decades, like literal 30-something years. Mm-hmm. I, I can't remember the last time that I had an ear infection, but I'm pretty sure it was when I was a teenager or less. So literal decades, and I took off one day for an ear infection. And um, I'm, I mean... I'm earning hours, but I feel like I am probably also one of the ones that spend a lot of my hours as soon as I get them. Sure. And to me, that's kind of like, you know what? I'm earning them. That's fine. I'm, I feel like I'm in a stage of my life where I've got a 12-year-old and a 10-year-old. And, you know, there's just – we've, we've gone through now one full year and a half of distance learning. I am – Looking at, God, this upcoming year, I'm going to try and put them in school because they say that you can't, the school board has told us that parents can't change midstream. So, I, I don't know how that's going to work out because I've, I've locked them in for traditional school because, Jesus Christ, I can't take another year of distance learning. Mm-hmm. I just, I literally cannot. I love my babies. I'm an introvert. They have been in this house. I'm ready to kill everybody. (laughs) (laughs) I love my husband. I love my babies. I'm ready to absolutely just kill everybody and then myself. (laughs) Fair enough. And I don't know whether or not they're going to be able to 
go back to school generally. And the good thing, at least in my situation, is my kids have ADHD, mm-hmm. both of them, very parts of it, ADHD and ADD, but they have an education plan and I can call on that. So I can go down to the school and unfortunately, I don't want to do this, but if I have to, I will show my absolute ass and then, you know, get them home if I need to, if I feel they're unsafe. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how that's going to work for other parents. There were a lot of, I mean, the school's very good about, I don't know of too many times that the school had to close down or classes had to all go home. They, they've been very good about keeping masks on and washing hands and all that kind of good stuff. But I, I still, I don't know. I don't know about the rest of these people around me. I don't know about the kids that belong to these people. Um, so if it ends up where they have to come home as much as I, I hate that thought, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's going to happen. And so I, I'm fine taking days off nowadays. I, I, I don't know. I, I feel like I've been through the fire. I've been baptized or whatever, you know, tempered. As, as you might want to call it, whatever. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I feel a definite, I'm not sure how it plays out at my job mm-hmm. with my company. So, hmm. Hmm, we'll see. What's what's the concern there that because, you know, in, in theory, if your kids have to be home for another indefinite period of time that you'll have to take too much time away from work to tend to them. Is that it? I think so. I I think, I mean, when I got hired, it was November. So we were on the back half of the year. It wasn't even, that was pretty much just the half of the year because, of course, you've got Thanksgiving holiday and then you've got Christmas holidays. And for schools, Christmas holiday is like two, three weeks, something like that. And then you've got, you know, and and the reason that it's two, three weeks, it's also New Year's. Um, And then we get another day off, like January 17th, usually about there for Martin Luther King Day. So there's a lot of holidays that happen right at the front of the year. And then then you've got the back half of the year. And that's where the the grinding really gets hard. Like the kids turned out great. Um, I thought we had this down. I thought that everything was good. And then the back half of the year, I don't know what happened. Like, Katie sort of lost her mind. Mm -hmm. Um, Sam was okay. I mean, it wasn't great, but it was okay. But Katie was really hard. Um, I, I would catch her. She wouldn't do her schoolwork. We constantly had to be on her. We had to have a fight about these computers. Like... We had to put her on a Mac, and I'm sure you know something about Macs. Yep. Um, between my husband and I, and we are not shabby at technical service. I mean, my husband, for Christ's sakes, he's got a Network Plus certification. I've got an A-plus certification. I've dealt with with computers. Um, I've, I've figured things out on my own, mm-hmm. but it was super hard to lock her down because <laughs> – 
she's our kid and she's super smart and she somehow managed to find ways around it. So did Sam. Mm-hmm. So what do you I mean had find to ways deal around with it? like you, you, you tried to put restrictions in place that so they just ended up getting. Around Holy anyway. shit. I can't tell you how many times how to be like, I locked this thing down. I spent two hours trying to lock this thing down. I, it's locked down. Mm-hmm. And then like within five minutes of Katie having it, she'd circumvent everything that he did for the last two hours. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it's, I mean, he was locking down browsers. He was trying to break things. He was, it, I, I don't even know exactly what all he did. I didn't get involved with it because I was so busy trying to, Number one, find a job and then keep the job. Sure. So at that point, like it started off well, but, you know, where Henry started getting involved, where he was trying to do these things with the computers, it was crazy. Absolutely nuts. And I mean, and she'd be playing games before doing any of her schoolwork. So we'd think we'd sit there, we could look at her. Like, I could look at her from her room to my desk, and I could tell we'd have to get up occasionally and check her. Mm-hmm. And she'd be playing video games, and she, they'd learn to clear their browsers this year. Hmm. That's super fun. They learned to open up different browsers and then clear those browsers. Mm-hmm. And then, like, at the absolute worst, I don't know what the hell... Like, I can't. We've started now where they're they're at the age where we have started giving them variations of the talk. It's been building, and mm. it's finally happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the absolute worst, this is, I can't, I can't. Um, we, she found some sort of video, and it was not necessarily slash fiction or anything like that but it certainly had questionable a questionable title and it was basically about uh princess peach and bowser for christ's sakes and i'm looking at her (laughs) this is the best part i'm looking at her and i'm like bowser really are you kidding me right now Like, it couldn't be Mario. It couldn't be Luigi. Right. Those I'd understand. Hell, what the <laughs> hell with Bowser? What is wrong with you? Oh, God. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's, it's been super extra. I Just beyond, beyond. Um, and it is really shown how <laughs> we're... I thought we were doing a good job with parenting, <laughs> All bets are off now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's all just laid out there in the open, and don't nobody know what nobody else is doing. I I I can't. It's, I just I'm the, I'm, the princess I'm, preach and browser and Bowser thing broke me. Mm-hmm. I was like looking at her, like honestly, and this wasn't even my husband involved in this conversation. I'm like Bowser, are you really? Like he's a little. How does that even work? Do you even know how that works? I've told you about the birds and the bees. Do you even know how that works? Like, come on. Like, it's not even mushroom or nothing? There's, like, what the hell? There's something in there about shedding your skin that you probably don't want to get into. Am I right? No. See, that's... Yeah. Oh, no. See, yeah. Mm-mm. Nope. 
Nope. <laughs> these are these are variations. I don't even want to know go, what goes on in my child's mind. I mean, I have some sort of idea, and I know she takes a lot after me, but there's no way on God's green earth if I was going to look something up, it's going to be Princess Peach and Bowser's. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> it's this is this is an interesting. I mean, this is this isn't where I had planned on taking things tonight. But no. since we're going this way, I'm actually kind of really curious now to to keep poking at it a bit. Oh. Um, you know, I hearing hearing your story about your your children and the inevitable destruction of any safeguards you put in place. It's not oh, it's not if it's when. Um, yeah. You know, it's very reminiscent to how I was in as a youth. Um, you oh, know, if, yeah. if my parents could be on the program right now, they would be like, yeah, that sounds exactly like the problem we had. And, you know, they they went through this in the, you know, mid 2000s when technology wasn't quite as fine tuned and finessed, uh, I suppose. As exactly. It is now. So exactly. You know, it, it it frustrated them to all hell that, you know, it took a matter a matter of minutes, so to speak, for all of the effort to have been flushed down the proverbial toilet. So I could go look at real toilets. I don't know. They're trying to find a joke in there somewhere that actually sounds kind of creepy. But it's it's also interesting from the other perspective in that, you know, this will be an eventual problem that I have to, that I find myself facing, right? I don't know what technology is going to be like in 10, 15 years or however long before this eventually happens. But oh, like, I know exactly. it's going to, I mean, it's going to be an issue. And so I, it, I wonder... Yeah. I. I kind of I, I I have two perspectives overall on it. On, on one hand, uh-huh. you know I I not don't really get confident. F- firmly believe, but like I vaguely believe, like it's you know looking back at all of the all of the effort that my parents put into uh, limiting my computer usage um, and having it be for not. I I wonder, you know, especially given the uh you know the career path i ended up taking anyways as an adult being centered around computers i wonder if the fact that they put those artificial restrictions in place made me more curious and more interested in how everything worked and it ended up turning out i ended up turning out the way i did because of stuff like that on the other hand (laughs) i also i also ponder you know is you know how do you how do you instead of treat the symptoms treat the problem right like is yeah. is that something you can even do like clearly like you know i think you would agree that you know finding finding ways albeit for not you know to to lock certain things down and restrict access to this that and the other thing is you know a reaction to existing behavior yeah. i i would be maybe not necessarily tonight but like just in general like a thought that i have is is you know what are there any kind of like patterns that can be at least discovered if not understood under understanding them is probably also a fruitless exercise but you know at least something that you can be aware of that maybe you know you take care of that you know the rest of yeah. it kind of just falls into place you know like this rhetorically speaking of course but like those are the yeah the two different positions i have here in my head at the same time like it's like yeah you know they should be doing only what they're supposed to be doing right now. Fuck them. Right. But on the other hand, I remember how I felt as a youth having that being prevented, 
Right. Like it was it yeah. not quite hostility, but it felt mm. very, it didn't have a good association to it. And it, after enough years of that, it, you know, I, I became hostile towards any kinds of those, any kind of endeavors like that. Like there was, there was one time my dad thought, okay, you'll, I'm sure you'll probably figure out the, um, the problem with this, with this, this exercise very quickly. But, um, my dad bought one of those things that let you plug into the end of a power cord and lock it. So you can't plug it yeah. into anything. Yeah. I don't know if you know anything about power cords for computers. <laughs> yeah. A little bit. <laughs> you know, but it's like, it's like at, at some point you just did, you just start grasping at straws, you know, like, yes, and, as a parent. Yes, you do. And admittedly I did, you know, when allowed to roam freely, I did spend a lot of time on the computer. However, yeah, it was something that I actually did legitimately enjoy. Like it, it brought yeah. me joy and happiness. And there was always, I always found something to do. Now, granted, some of those times ended up wandering around to shadier corners of the internet. Maybe not necessarily mm. with Bowser and Peach, but you know, <laughs> yeah. maybe, yeah, uh, maybe Chad and Peach is, for example. Um, you know what I mean? So, oh yeah, you know, Title. I can it, letting letting a youth roam free on the internet is a very dangerous idea, but. Yes you know act, restricting being, them being yeah it's also towards towards you know letting them roam free is also yeah. dangerous too so like where do you find that that middle ground that balance that line yeah yes and that's that's the challenge right there we wanted the kids we started out with the whole proposition that we wanted the kids to be kids for as long as they possibly could and i think we did a good job of that yeah You've got kids that were their age. Like I know one of the na- the neighbor's girls was at eight, had her own cell phone. Mm. Our kids are not getting cell phones until eh, 16. Mm-hmm. I, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get it. But at 16, it was generally kind of the thought. Yeah. And we have, we have limited – the thing about, at least with us, I've always had TV. Henry has not. In fact, he didn't have his own TV until he was 13, mm-hmm. and then he earned his own money to buy a TV. So he went for a very long time without any TV. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know if that was just some sort of, like his mom and his dad are both kind of old hippies. God, I love them. Um, but at least for me, I knew of some dangers. Like I can remember my dad when I was two, oh, this is going to sound like something, but when I was two, um, we lived in Natchez, Mississippi and he owned a toy store. He owned a toy store, some sort of like food early food kiosk that they called the filling station where you get a food you could get like a drink a a coke and cookies or something maybe some hot dogs that sort of thing an art store and my mom was the the mall manager and i can remember him coming home with the first atari which i'm aging myself here I'm, i'm telling my age and it was the most fascinating thing. Like, I wasn't, I mean, Pong may have been around, was definitely around, 
But the games that I remember were like Pole Position and Joust and Duck Hunt. I can remember the first Nintendo with the gun and the dog laughing at you. Like, I fucking hated that dog. Mm -hmm. I can't. Um, So it was still around, but that wasn't really my interest. However, it is for my kids. And I have a hard time reconciling myself. Apparently, I was a very strange kid who goddamn knew. Um, I read a lot. I read an abnormal amount, I think. And I had a wide vocabulary. And to me, my happy place, I had a TV in my room when I was 16. I had a stereo. I had, I bought my own CDs. Like, I asked my mom at one point if I could put a refrigerator in my, my room. And she said that, no, she wouldn't do it because then she'd never see me. That's how I know very much that I'm an introvert mm-hmm. um, because that that was my, my spot that I was happy. It didn't have to always be watching the TV. It didn't have to always be listening to the radio. I had a lot of books. I mean, I, I read classics, like my, my favorites. Um, this is so goddamn strange. I really can't explain what my, my brain is like, but... One of my favorite plays growing up, I can remember my mom taking me to the Shakespeare Festival here in Alabama. Um, It was Henry V, and I fell in love with it. I don't know what year it came out, but it was was Kenneth Branagh, and it was full-on the Shakespearean play, and I loved it. And she took me to see the play, and, you know, I've got the book with it and like Richard the Third and Henry the Eighth and all that kind of good stuff, um, and Midsummer's Dream, um, I I've got an abnormal amount of books. Like my husband calls me the wood chipper. That's how fast I read, and so I'm having a real hard time relating to my kids because they absolutely cannot stand reading, mm-hmm. and I don't get it. I don't. I, I have bought them a number, a plethora of books that were appropriate and are appropriate for their ages. We have watched abnormal amounts of movies that are based on books, and they're like, my job when we have movie night is to always pick the movie. And Henry and I decided early on that was one thing we definitely would do is when we had movie nights, we would expose the kids to all the things that shaped us. So you're talking like Dark Crystal, The Last Unicorn, Star Wars, Star Trek, you know, um, The Hobbit, all those kind of good things. I mean, amazing movies. I mean, I I read Harry Potter before my kids were even born, Mm -hmm. the whole series, Mm -hmm. and I have it. And it's, there are beautiful things that happen in movies visually, but it's never as good as the book to me. And I can't seem to convince them of that fact. They love the movies. And I keep telling them, if you like the movies, you're going to love the book because the book is so much more. There's so much more there. There's so much more time you could spend with the characters that you like. And it's it's gorgeous stuff. It's, it's kind of like we watch anime. Like, our latest thing is that Henry and I do enjoy anime, but we love subtitled because to me and to Henry, it feels like you get so much more context. But Sam and Katie, 
just cannot listen to sub. They can't do subtitle. They have to listen to the dub, no matter how shitty it sounds. Like we joke, some of those those dubbed actors. It's like, you know, the producer of the the anime went looked at the the janitor out in the hallway and said, "Hey, you busy? Here, come in. Just read this for a second. And that's it. That's how bad it is. Is <laughs> we've got. Just fucking nobody's reading this, and it's so. It sounds like they're reading it, and it's they're trying to act, and it's just not good. The Japanese are all in on this shit. Mm-hmm. They are all in. They they live it. They breathe it. It's everything to them, and it comes through. Um, it just sounds so much better. Like they are. When it comes to acting, if if you. I mean, voice acting, acting, it's believable. You you are fully enthralled with it. You lose yourself in it. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to convince the kids that this is what good stories do. This is what reading does for you. And even more so, they have issues with people making fun of them. The thing that I've talked about several times here is the fact that I read, and so I had a, a vocabulary. And... A mind that went with it. So it was all wordplay. And I could defend myself that way. And I'm trying to explain to them, when you have people bullying you, yes, yes, ignoring people. Everybody's going to tell you that. That shit don't work. That shit don't work. You know, turn the other cheek. Don't goddamn work when it comes to kids. Mm -hmm. It just doesn't. I mean, I can't express it any other way. It's just... Kids, no, it's just not going to goddamn work. You can't ignore people. You can't turn the other cheek. What you could do, however, is look at them, kind of give them some side eye and scoff and go, (laughs) whatever. Like, fuck you, man. I don't care enough to bother with you. Mm -hmm. Like I'm telling you, but I'm still letting you know, I got better things to deal with than your ass. And that's that's kind of what the beauty of both confidence and being able to read the room, being able to read people can do for you. So that you know, that's that's another thing. The the lessons learned, like you know, as, as a parent, you want to teach them all the things that were hard for you. You want to share all this knowledge. You want to make their lives easier, and they are having none of that shit. And it is the most frustrating thing in the goddamn world. <laughs> they're, they're just, no, I'm going to learn it the hard way, mom, dad. And it hurts you. Of course. Like, yeah. It's like you can see them going towards that cliff and you're just like, baby, no, don't do that. Yeah. And they're like, no, I'm going to, I'm going to run straight for it. And you're just like, I'm trying to tell you, but especially my son, he knows everything. He knows everything. Are you saying that sincerely or sarcastically? No, I'm saying absolute pure sarcasm here. That boy thinks he knows every goddamn thing. I'm like, there is only one Jesus, son. You don't know goddamn everything, and you don't walk on water. I'm trying to tell you something. I've been on this earth for 44 years. I might know a little something. I might have a little knowledge. I'm just saying and then he just, you know, his 12-year-old glory wants to go 
blown into everything. And it's just like he looks at me and he's like, well, that sucked. And I'm like, I told you. Goddamn. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting because, you know, I'm I'm more I was more of like that myself. Right. Like, you know, hey, you know, it, the whole the whole don't touch the stove. You touch the stove. Well, why'd you touch the stove? Yeah. I told you not to, you know, like I, <laughs> I, I think one of my, one of the issues I always had as a, as a youth, I, I always really felt like, and you would never be able to get this out of a youth in the moment, right? Like they never be able to no, tell you hell this no. live in, God and damn in person, no. live from New York. It's Saturday night youth feelings. Um, but looking Love back it. on it, I feel like I, I just, I didn't. I didn't believe I either didn't believe that that was yeah. true just outright or I felt like I there wasn't I wasn't convinced that I shouldn't do something like if for example like if you can just, just any any trivial thing right like if you yeah if you say you shouldn't eat the whole gallon of ice cream because it's gonna make you sick like yeah uh, says I mean, you. you fuck know, you I'm gonna eat it anyway right <laughs> like you say that, but you know, like, you know, me, the way I was always and still am today, like, I want to test everything. Like, I want to, I want to understand, is that actually the case or is that just what we believe? You know, like I was questioning everything just kind of like on a fundamental level. And maybe that's where a lot of it came from, but y you know, that kind of stuff, like I would, you don't eat the whole gallon of ice cream, but then I would yeah. go eat a bunch of it anyways and be like, and <laughs> yeah, you were right. But it also it didn't also affect how I would view the next event. Yeah. Because they weren't, they weren't related to each other in any kind of way. Like if you say, don't eat the whole gallon of ice cream, I eat the whole gallon of ice cream and then I'm throwing up. All I've learned is that you shouldn't consume so much ice cream. Yeah. I haven't learned. That you're not learning. I, yeah. I, that you know, your parents tried to tell you. Right. Like I, you know, I, 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 I had the hypothesis and I did the experiment that's not mm -hmm. the part I'm take that I'm supposed to take away from it, but that's the part that I did take away from it, which I think yeah. is pretty, you know, when it, pretty common when when the youths to keep using hello fellow kids um, to keep <laughs> using the term, yeah, you know, I feel like that's it, when you're when you're in that stage of life and you're you're absorbing all of the information, like it, it is the most volatile and yet most malleable point in their life right the most influential right. i guess is probably the best way to, to put that um you know they're they're going to be taking the at least i feel like at least based on my experience taking the most immediate and the most uh the hard road they're taking the hard road right and they're right and they're gonna what they're gonna take away from it is what impacted them the most in that moment and learn, yeah. you know and they're gonna learn based you know all those little situations right they're gonna learn on those individually not that you know, maybe mom was right. right? Yeah. Cause that's so, not, you know, that, that uh, it didn't have, it doesn't have the same impact as throwing up a gallon of Rocky road ice cream. You know what I mean? Yeah, no. And say, and that's where I was such a weird kid was because I didn't do the whole Friday night thing as a teenager. I didn't go out drinking. I didn't try to smoke. I didn't, you know, like the the best part that I can explain it as is that my mom had the birds and bees talk with me when I was about 16 and I pretty much looked at her and I'm like I don't know why you're talking to me it's Joey you need to talk to I got some sense <laughs> 
I mean, because no, and I had so much sense. I was the second to the last person in my entire high school class mm-hmm. to have kids. And that's what that's the hard part for me is that, you know, my mom would tell you I didn't listen to her. I did. It's just it was very select ways. I did have to learn some things the hard way. Jesus Christ. It seemed like the big things I really had to learn the hard way in some ways. I mean, my mom told me not to marry my first husband. Hell yeah, she was right. And for some reason, I don't know. I just, I was out of my gourd. And I did it. And, you know, she she likes to tell the story that the wedding day, as Greg and I drove away, her and dad were waving at the car. And she looks at dad and she's like, I give it a year. And my dad's like, I give it a year too. It lasted 10 years. I tried. And it just didn't work out. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom tried to tell me when I quit school, no, you'll never go back. You'll never go back. I did go back. So in some ways, yes, there were things that my parents tried to tell me that I didn't listen. Yeah. But I still had, and I don't, I don't know why. I don't know kind of the makeup of what it was. I think I was very risk averse, mm-hmm. I guess, is probably the best way to put it. If I thought it was going to get my ass in a sling, I didn't want to do it. So I never got in trouble the way normal kids did. But I think, in fact, that's you. That's actually a really interesting point too. And sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there. But like that's hmm. that's incredibly. You're fine. Um, I think relevant in that you had the awareness of self-preservation, right? Like you're, yeah. you're thinking you're you're about most you're gonna, kids don't. You're gonna you're gonna Jesus jump, Christ jump over, you jump into any hole blind. As long as it's not going to, as you said, get your ass in a sling, right? Like it's, you know, but you had the self-awareness of, you know, is this going to kill me more or less? Yes or no? Kind of, you know, thought process. Yeah. I mean, and and it would, it even went down. It wasn't so much self-preservation. It was also more of the effect of, you know, this shit's stupid. I'm able to look at the rest of the people that I was going to school with and go, this shit, y'all are stupid. Mm -hmm. Like I can't with y'all. And, and that, I, I don't know how to translate that. My kids just don't have it, I guess. To me, that just sounds like, it just sounds like emotional maturity. Like, really. Like it's, Yeah, it's, I was, I was, yeah. Well, I mean, we've talked about how the whole, like, God, hamburger sweating. helper thing. <laughs> really? <laughs> Sorry. I'm... Just, that's amazing i just couldn't i couldn't resist i'm sorry it's we we have air conditioning but yeah but y'all because, are in a heat wave well and that and you know our our upper floor i don't know how many floors you have in your home but i you know one imagine if you had two you would know the top floor would be hotter oh yeah um, no i i lived in a second floor house when i was in high school so and it's, it's yeah. not usually a problem because during during the week when we're upstairs we just go and turn the thermostat down more and then more cool yeah. air makes it up top before the thermostat yeah. turns off. And it's fine, right? But we've been downstairs all day because it's the weekend. And so coming up here and my office was close to 80 degrees because yeah. we had set the thermostat up five degrees because downstairs. And I'm just like, I can't. Like, though I have the window open and it's still like an unfortunate temperature. I mean, now it's only 65, but there's no wind. It's dead silent yeah. outside. So I'm just like, uh, I'm sitting here doing that thing with the shirt, you know, when you 
pick yeah, the shirt yeah, and yeah. flop it Ooh. back and forth. Yeah, yeah. Oh, please. You're talking to somebody in the South. This is normal <laughs> weather for what y'all are experiencing for us. So I'm, I'm just like, it can't be, you know, I'm not, <sighs> not going to go downstairs and turn the AC on just for this. Like that, come on. That's, no. That's rough. Like we got, we got the power bill from the heat wave. Um, and it was actually a lot, believe it or not. So in my mind, I was fully prepared to be dropping close to $200 for that month on electricity. Oh, say you're so cute. We spent 300. Well, so I just on a one floor house, I think context is important because our, you know, our heat pump is new and that that does, we have relatively cheap power. It's like nine nine cents and change per hour for the first 600 kilowatts oh and god we got alabama power they hike everything up if, if the wind blows wrong they're like oh everybody's getting raised rates right Sweet. so we got yeah. we got 9.3 for the first 600 and then 11 cents and change after that right so it's it's yeah. pretty cheap so you know 200 is a lot of power consumed yeah <laughs> but we got Oof. the i got the bill and it was only 115 and that includes the 30 something dollars for or 25 dollars for natural gas that just makes me sick <laughs> i i i've got to blow i've got to actually go pay for more um stuff blown up in the attic oh god i'm having a brain fart oh the, the insulation the, yeah, I've got to pay for that, and we... I I know I have to do that mm-hmm. because our you know our insulation is thirty years old, and the inspector said, yeah, this is good enough, but it was also yeah. this is what was good enough thirty years ago too. Like you could really do. Better. Yeah, is your house thirty years old? Yeah. Okay, my house is like maybe fifteen years old. Okay, and we've lived in it for most of that. Ugh, so three hundred dollars with all the air I'm trying to flop around right now. <laughs> But um, no, I I I don't know that it's so much. Yes, I was. I mean, we talked about it. the The whole hamburger helper hap- happened mm-hmm. just because I was busy helping to raise Joey yeah. at thirteen. So that may have had some effect on it. But I think it's also basically just me. Um, I I just don't. I never saw the allure in it. I mean, I I went out with my friend. Mm-hmm. I did. I'd go spend the night, and we'd go driving around, we'd do loops around like Montgomery and along the highway, we'd stop at the mall sometimes, uh, but it just wasn't really anything to, I mean, when it got real kind of sketchy, that's when I started thinking of things being trashy, mm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to be here, this feels super sketchy, it feels like I'm being trash right now, and I dislike this feeling, mm-hmm. so... It does, I was never. It really does sound more like emotional maturity, and maybe maybe a little bit of like of an like lack of wanting to associate with certain things. You know, maybe it's yeah. like an image, like a self image type of thing too. Like if you know, like there's some people that may be entirely emotionally mature. Yeah, right. But they will also go to <laughs> a strange neighborhood if like they can score like some like secret spot where they're like the best. You know the best cuban sandwiches or something right like it's see i it was never that much like i i told this story this week to um some of my co-workers like i had a friend in college and you know i i am pretty much i'm i'm very easygoing surprisingly yeah. enough yeah. i i am and if you treat me well i'm gonna treat you well i got no issues with nobody i mean i i've got friends who, without a doubt, I never had to say it. All I had to do was be myself, and they knew I was an outlaw. Mm-hmm. So when 
I had this friend, she was fighting with this dude in our history class in college. And I mean, fought like cats and dogs. I, I couldn't understand it. I mean, I understand, you know, some dude gets under your nerves and you really kind of want to do the woman power thing and then you just try to show his ass up. I get that part. But one evening, we're out at the college and um, it was some sort of gathering that was happening after hours and then we were going to go stay at her house and she she was living alone um, in a house that was, I would not necessarily go near, mm-hmm. but then again... You know, I'm. I'm. It's not anything about the neighborhood. It's just, if it's not going to be any trouble, I mean, if it's going to be trouble or, you know, anything I might think is trouble, I'm going to steer clear. Sure. So she lived in one of those areas, and she, for some reason, brought him home, and I thought we were going to watch movies and we were going to have like a girls' night. Mm-hmm. They end up going upstairs in her house. Oh boy. And like, they're. Hanging all night, and I'm on the sofa downstairs, and I'm I can hear everything. Mm-hmm. Like I can hear the breaks, I can hear when they go to the bathroom, and probably like we came back to her house maybe about ten o'clock. By twelve, I'm like, I'm just gonna leave. I had my own vehicle, mm-hmm. so I got in my truck, and then I drove. Kind of, I locked the door behind me, and I left them to do whatever they were doing. And I drove kind of mostly home, but I knew that there were subdivisions, and it was way too early for me to be home, so I didn't want to knock on the door or open the keys and upset my parents. Mm -hmm. And so there were subdivisions that I knew were being built. So I found one where there were no houses. They were all being built, and it was like a little cul-de-sac. I slept in my truck or tried to sleep in my truck until it was a decent time to go home where my parents wouldn't say anything about it. Mm. And that's me. Yeah. Like, you have I'm over here. Like, right? That That's my whole thought process. Yeah. It's like, I don't want to be called by any neighbors to think that they've got some strange person sleeping in their truck. So I don't need the police. I'm going to find a cul-de-sac of a neighborhood that I know and that's still being built. And park down there until it's a decent time so I'm not upsetting my parents and I'm not scaring the bejesus out of them by coming home in the middle of goddamn night. And I'm still letting my friend have her whatever the hell that was. Um, <laughs> and that's that's pretty much what happened. And it took me a long time. Like she had to, to really talk to me for a very long time before I would come over to her house again. Because it's kind of like, look, you've behaved outside of your parameters of what I understood you to be. Mm-hmm. Like, you hate this dude, I thought. Y'all, like, the class was them constantly bickering back and forth. It was the craziest thing. And for him to bring him home absolutely blew my mind. Absolutely blew my mind. Like, what the hell is this? I mean, like, I, I get that maybe, you know whatever that was, was some sort of combative, like, I don't know, foreplay or what the hell on ever. But it was just goddamn weird to me. Mm-hmm. And I was having none of it. <laughs> I, was, I was pretty much just like, she called me the next day. She's like, where'd you go? I said, I slept in my truck. She's like, why'd you sleep in your truck? You'd have been safer here. And I'm like, no, I went to a good area and 
I made sure that there was there was nobody there was nobody living around, oh, and I just parked there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's like, so, "So you couldn't stay the whole night?" And I'm like, "What was I staying for, girl? Like y'all were banging so hard the house shook. I can't." <laughs> and then I got to listen to him pee. I can't with you. What did, what was I staying for? Mm-hmm. To be a third wheel? Hell no. <laughs> So that 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 pretty much sums up most of <laughs> how I view things. And my kids are not I just I don't know. I, I don't know sometimes what to do with them because I look at them like, did you not think this thing through? And they're looking at me like, think what through? <laughs> and I'm just like and I, I don't know what's going on. Like I just and Henry has to look at me and he kinda has to pat my shoulder and go, sweetie, sweetie, pixie dust, like I'm waiting in Wayne's World or something, mm-hmm. to call me down and go, look, people don't think like you think. And I, I, I do things, and I think that they're normal. And apparently they're not, because otherwise I wouldn't have this podcast with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. yeah. I, I, got, I got no, nothing to follow up on that. That's a, <laughs> no, there's not. <laughs> <laughs> like... I explain stuff to people, and they're just like, and I think it's perfectly normal. Like this whole thing, um, I don't know that I ever shared this, but I took this test. I've always been good at identifying people and remembering faces. So for the longest time, Henry and I would watch movies, and he called me his personal IMDb because he'd ask me, where have I seen that person before? And I'd always be able to rattle it off. I mean, I, I, could, I could recognize people in prosthetics in makeup, in whatever. And sometimes I can even identify by voices. So for some reason, I was reading this story in The Guardian, and there's this crew over in Scotland Yard, and they basically watch CCTV Mm -hmm. and identify criminals by their faces in CCTV. Mm -hmm. Like they, they can identify it just by recognizing the face. These folks, um, when they see a face, then they don't forget the face, ever. And I thought that was normal. And so I was like, well, that's weird. Henry's always telling me that that it's not normal. So I took the test. And I can identify celebrities by just their eyebrows. Multiple celebrities Hmm. by just their eyebrows alone. And it's it's called they they call it super recognizing, and I I thought it was perfectly normal. Like I'd see people from high school, and it'd been thirty years or something like that. Not thirty years, but twenty, twenty five, thirty, yeah. Um, and I'd hide from them because I didn't want to do the small talk thing, thinking that they could recognize me just because I could recognize them. And apparently, that is not so. I thought it was perfectly normal what I was doing. (laughs) Come to find out that there is something like, um, there's people apparently like me, um, and they're they're being studied by Oxford and Harvard in conjunction. Mm -hmm. And there's apparently only 1% of the population like this, but then there's the opposite percent of the population. There's 1% of the population that they call face blind. So these are people that can't 
they could talk to you. They could see you any number of times. They don't recognize you anytime they see you because they can't recognize faces. So, I mean, it's things that I think are normal. And I am honest to God, sort of shocked to find out that they're not. <laughs> it's real stupid. Welcome to, the, welcome to the regular world with the rest of us normal people. I. I, yeah, I mean, I've never said that I was normal, but I, I mean, at least I thought that, you know, you don't want to say anything about it because, like, you're not a special snowflake, right? Right. So, hmm, there was, there was, it was always something that was, like, you, you look at it and you're like, okay, well, surely other people can do this. I mean, lots of other people can see faces and remember faces, right? Lots of other people remember the people from their high school, right? A lot of people remember people from, like, grade school and their teachers from from like first grade and kindergarten, right? No, apparently not. No. Huh. No. no. <laughs> I mean Hmm. Yeah. It's it's the struggle I'm having with my kids. It's like I'm thinking these things are normal. And Henry has a much better adjustment for whatever or, or gauge for whatever's whatever is normal than I do. So I'm looking at the kids like what, are you, what what the hell is going on with you? And Henry's like, you need to take a take a beat, take a beat. This is you're you're acting like this is completely okay and normal for you, but it's just you. <laughs> and I'm like, so it's not them. And he's like, sweetheart, no, it's it's not just no, it's just you. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, well. God damn. <laughs> I mean, what can you say to it? Honestly. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I, I really have no... I really should have never had kids. <laughs> Is that the conclusion can, we're making here? <laughs> yeah, I think so. You know, I... I <laughs> When I found out about Sam, this is the best part I love. I love finding about <laughs> telling the story. I found out about Sam. Um, <laughs> the way that I found out about him, because one day I sort of looked down, <laughs> and uh, my chest was a lot larger and closer to my neck than I was <laughs> used to. <laughs> like I looked down, and they were right there, right, like right in front of my face, and I'm like. Hot damn. And then I thought, oh, shit. Uh, maybe I should go take a test. And I did. I made Henry go out and get me like, sorry, I'm getting a drink. I'm getting ice. Um, I, made, <laughs> I made Henry go get me like five different tests. And I took all of them. And uh, <laughs> the very next day, I, we were actually living close to my doctor's office so he walked under the the shrubs over to his office <laughs> and i took a blood test turns out i was pregnant and it was april fool's day <laughs> so i called my mom and i was upset because henry had just moved down here and i thought this has ruined everything oh my god we, we've never talked about having kids. We thought we were going to kind of live together for a while. And if everything worked out okay, we'd get married maybe one day. Mm -hmm. Who knows? And then, you know, April Fool's. 
And it was the April Fool's right after he moved down here. Like, he spent <laughs> the holidays with my family. So it's probably a good thing that it happened that way because if he was going to run, it would have definitely been during the holidays <laughs> away from my family. And um, so I called my mom. I was like crying. I was like, Mom, I'm pregnant. She's like, oh, you are? I said, yes. She goes, that's great. I'm like, it is? And she, she's like, no, I was telling my friends I can't wait until I have more grandbabies. I'm like, you did? <laughs> and she's like, yeah. And then she goes, wait, this isn't a joke, isn't it? I said, no, mama, it isn't a joke. <laughs> and I mean, like the nurses in the, in the doctor's office, like, congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> Still being polite. Just mm -hmm. like, oh, my God, my life is over. So, yeah, I found out about Sam <laughs> on April Fool's Day. It was not the best. <laughs> My mom was like, you wouldn't play that joke on me. I'm like, Mama, are you kidding me? And she's like, okay, no, you wouldn't play that joke on me. So, okay, you're going you're gonna to really, I'm going to have a grandbaby? And I'm like, yes, Mama, come on, stop it. <laughs> And so finally, you know, it's sort of like we we were making nothing too. By the way, I was making twenty thousand. I think Henry was making twenty thousand. Mm -hmm. That was it. You want to talk about like alarmed? <laughs> two people, two adults making forty thousand dollars together, <laughs> gonna have a baby. Right? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's nice. That you and your wife are in a better position. <laughs> That's all I got to say. Because, <laughs> man, <laughs> if it wasn't for my family, Lord help me. I don't know how I would have, uh-uh, no. <laughs> and then, of course, you know, I found out from about Katie. Oh, good Lord. I can remember. See, this is so bad. I remember the exact day I found about both of them. I know their birthdays, but I also know about the days that I found out about them. <laughs> Katie was born June 13th, but I found out about her October 14th. And <laughs> the way that Katie happened was because the company that I worked at, they it was an ESOP. So we got, every year we got to guess, like, the how the stocks would do mm. like the price of the stock and then whoever got close to the price of the stock would win that amount of money <laughs> and i don't know that i've ever told you but i am goddamn lucky <laughs> <laughs> i have won some shit um so i won about 350 dollars <laughs> called henry and i said get steaks and wine i won money baby hmm. and then Katie, Katie happened. Nice. <laughs> I had just been promoted, too. I was like, I don't know how I'm going to tell anybody about this. I just got promoted, and here I am going, I'm pregnant. <sighs> like, ugh. But, no, yeah, I'm also super. Well, I'm lucky in some ways. I'm, I'm unlucky in others. But when it comes to winning, I can, I can list, let's say, I've won a big screen TV. I've won a laptop. Um. I've won cakes. I've won concert tickets. Um, in fact, I won concert tickets to see Three Doors Down. Nice. And um, 
breaking Benjamins at the time. Ooh. So that was close to Joey's birthday. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, well, I'm going to take Joey for his birthday. That was like the best concert ever. It was my very first concert. I was 25, something like that. Hmm. And uh, we went up to Birmingham, close to Birmingham. Mm -hmm. And um, he got me this giant, and and something to know about both Joey and I. I'm almost six foot. Joey is six foot four. So uh, he bought me this giant plastic guitar full of beer. And I drank that thing. And I got lit off my ass. So I was screaming and stuff. And like there were some dudes behind us like looking at Joey. Your girl's noisy. And Joey looked at him and just went, I will beat your ass right now. <laughs> and me, I didn't even know what was going on. And it, and the funny thing about it was as soon as we drove home, we drove home in my truck. Joey was driving my truck. And he had a doobie. And so that was the very first time that I ever smoked weed. I had I had gotten lit at a concert, smoked weed on the way home. It was like the greatest thing ever. Like I I don't know of many people that have good concert first concert experiences. Mine was amazing, amazing. But yeah, I I won uh, those tickets because I had they were asking Oscar trivia off the radio, and of course you know me I've I've apparently. I remember stuff. Mm-hmm. So just a few things. Yeah, a few things, and uh, answered those. What else have I won? I've won a Roku. I've won numerous gift cards. In fact, I just won another gift card at my my current job. Twenty five dollars for Starbucks. Um, hmm. What else? Disapprove. I can't even. I know. I. They were like, "Do you even drink coffee anymore?" I'm like, <laughs> "Not really." <laughs> Which is, you're the wrong person I should say that to. Indeed. But, Don't tell yeah. me that. Sorry. It's okay. <laughs> I, I mean, when I started buying your coffee. What is it going to take to get you back into a bag of coffee today? Oh, probably not much, to be perfectly honest. I mean, I was only drinking one cup of coffee today when I bought the first couple of bags. What can I, uh, what kind of deal can I, can I work out that'll get you, get you I out really the like those the holographic, look, I really like those holographic stickers you were sending to everybody but me. I mean... <laughs> I instructed the individual that assembles the packages to pick them at random. So, oh, okay. Is that what that was? Because yeah. I was like... Because they're more expensive I know for and a there fact, were fewer of them. <laughs> oh, okay. Because I know for a fact I did ask for a holographic sticker. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I sent you a package of stickers separately. If they never made it, you could blame your mailman. You did send me some stickers, which, by the way... Catherine Margaret has one of your stickers on her laptop that she likes to look at slash fiction about oh, Princess Peach and Brown. I don't know if I like that well. promotional association. <laughs> Unsubscribe. Uh, do not like. No. No. But <laughs> I. Uh, we. Oh we, man. We here at the organization do not con- do not approve necessarily or condone, condone or approve. <laughs> The small children reading slash fix or <laughs> or any behavior at all ever our lawyer said we can't we can't promote anything period so i mean this is fair this is fair i just want some holographic stickers so <laughs> all right i'll see if i can find some tomorrow and to be perfectly honest though um i have been pondering because i, I don't know i have found that 
occasionally I just like a really good cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. I just don't want to do it and, yourself. Yeah, kinda. Yeah. I mean, it's not like I'm talented at it or nothing. That's fair. I, shit. I look. If you do K cups, let me know because I'll be all about it then. Yeah, it's on. I mean, it's on. It's on my to do list of things that I would like to like to have happen. I would likely the K cups would likely go to Amazon. Yeah, that would be a, the sales channel to use for Amazon because then Amazon could store them for me and I don't have to deal with it. Um, That's fine. But look, I'm all about some Tiger Island too. Yeah. I did buy a bag of that, and it is some kind of good. I honestly, I think my review for you though is kind of a work of art. Oh yeah, for the uh, the the. Did Hondo. you ever read it? Did you ever read it? Which oh the classic one? Yeah, I know you, you're the longest review by a mile. By a mile, literally but, a mile. It's see, a mile long. But it's, it's, it's not because there's a character limit. It is. <laughs> I know you. You cut me short. <laughs> I, I'm look. I'm glad you did edited I cut me. You short or did you just go long? No, I just. I always go long. What are you talking about? <laughs> see, if can, see if I can find it you, here real quick. You edited. I'm fine with that. Look, I, I need an editor. Yeah, yeah. I had to. I pared it down a little. Let's see if I can find it here. But it's a good one. I mean, it ranges. Look, mm-hmm. talk. You. You actually challenged me. Do you remember? You challenged me to fit the most weirdest things I possibly could in that review. I did. It's because I wanted I wanted pull quotes for social media. Oh, hell, you got some stuff from me. I got to say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if it's necessarily what you wanted, but you got some stuff. Let's see. There it is. <laughs> you That's got me right. talking about how I, yeah, this was, I, this... I talked about how I recently bought <laughs> roller skates and I was probably going to kill myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You threatened your husband's. It threatened your husband's masculinity. How masculinity. Is, how is his masculinity yeah. doing post coffee? It's just fun. Okay. I mean, you know, it's been almost it's... a year since since that uh, that review went live. Oh, has so. it really? September sixth. Yeah. I do really need to buy some more coffee. I've been thinking about it, so I, I will it, it tell will you. Happen. I will tell you. Mm. They come in larger bags now. Well, goddamn. I don't know if you got the email. Maybe not. But it's okay. No, I think you. I think you did tell me because you got brand new bags because nobody liked the ones that you were previously using. Mm. Okay. So, so I had actually heard from a couple people that said they did like the old bags better. But really, yeah, what? it's it's it. See, it's it's always tough, right? Because like there's yeah, there are some people that it's just, customer service. They don't really care. Some of them like one thing better. Some of them like the other thing better. Right? Like you, you can't make everybody happy all the time. But no, it you know for me it was it was presentation. That felt important. Yeah. And felt kind of lacking just because it the the material. I could have solved this another way that didn't involve replacing the bags with a different style by going to a different company, a different bag manufacturer. Yeah. But they would I would have been paying more, and I would have also been paying more for shipping. The company that yeah. use now is local, so shipping is next to nothing if I pay anything at all. And you know I appreciate supporting a local business, so I'm going to do that exactly. Right? But hey, it, yeah. It, it keeps it keeps my options limited. So I started thinking about you know, are words were there any other complaints I had about the packaging besides the fact that it started looking dirty and beat up before it even got to you? Oh right? no, that was never my complaint. It, my complaint was that they were stupid hard to open. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I figured I had figured out what the problem was with that, and we we adjusted. Okay, and fixed that part of it, but um. <laughs> Yeah, it was the, and again, this this style of bag, but when it's not sealed, it's kind of hard if you've never done it before to 
to figure out the best place to seal it as you know yeah as the person doing it so there was a lot of trial and error going through mm-hmm. with the the people that were doing the the packaging the and sealing the bags like you know you have this small window of space between the very top where the bag was cut off and the zipper you got to get it exactly in that spot don't get it on the zipper because right. you'll melt the zipper don't get it to, too far to the other end because then it won't seal you know like it's like it was really it was really finicky and yeah it touchy. definitely wasn't an amateur not amateur like a first time you know novice sort of bag pack. yeah right so yeah the the bag that i'm using now is more traditional classic like coffee bag with the with the the, the metal strip that you use to fold it over and do all that stuff and so I, people really complained that it looked dirty and beat up the for some folks, when they received it, because the postal service is the way it is, um, yeah, the bag didn't transport as well as it okay. probably should have. Like it, it looked, it looked like the bag had looked used. If that makes any sense, like we took a used bag oh, and put a okay. label on it, you know, uh, that which makes wasn't more the sense. case. But because the material, and it really came down to the thinness of the material, right? Like you, you know Let's how, how foil gets. But when you, know, yeah. when you start fucking around with it, right, you can't get it smooth ever again. <laughs> and it had kind of had that same that same quality to it. Some folks, it was just fine. Some folks, it wasn't. Do people really want their bags to be smooth? I mean, it's it's not it's not that they want it to be smooth. It's that you know it, the last the last thing you want is to cre- ever create any kind of doubt about. The quality the freshness. and the freshness. Yeah. Okay. Right. I get that. So anything I can I do that. to even fake, I'm, I'm basically faking that, right? Because you know, I know that it's fresh, and I know that the bag was entirely unused. It came out of a box with a thousand others, all fresh, you know, right from the factory. I know coffee went in and it got sealed. And it was thrown in a box and sent on its way. I know yeah. that, and I can say that that's the case. But if it doesn't necessarily look like that's the case, you know, there's nothing I can do about that besides change the way change it is the bag. to prevent that from happening so yeah does that make okay. sense that's that's fair enough so i still think though and well i mean are you getting are you getting a lot of people outside of our community buying the coffee now yeah so most Good. of my marketing has been done to local local folks um okay i i, I frankly don't advertise on social media at all besides the local coffee communities and it and it, and it it seems to work. I feel like it's a it's an interest. It's been an interesting exercise because I've I, twice now I've done I've put this I I've, I've used this service called the mail, the postal service, right? Where you yeah. you know used to get letters in or from yeah through um and use that as a means to you know get ads out in front of people. You know the junk mail that you normally throw away. Really okay. Um and both times it's worked out very well. And which is kind of surprising because I just throw my crap away. But, you know, for what amounts to maybe 30 ish cents a card, you know, I'm putting out cards into, you know, I put out cards into probably like 10,000 mailboxes. And, Mm -hmm. you know, like that's 10,000 people that I can more or less guarantee an opportunity to get in front of, you know, whereas social media like on facebook etc i'm at the mercy of mark zuckerberg and his algorithm right oh god here at least i can pick who i want to go in front of and whether or not they do anything about it is still up to them but at least i got in front of them you know they still had to take the thing and throw it away 
Whereas on, you know, your Facebook timeline, you can just scroll right past it and it means nothing, Yeah, you know? So yeah, it's surprisingly, no, that... it's been surprisingly helpful, especially local, you know, advertising as a local business, you know, it's something that isn't super common in some of the more suburby areas of Seattle. Like Seattle has its, you know, boutique bespoke hippie coffee establishments Yeah, yeah. and they'll yeah. always have their following, but for everyone else, you know there's the grocery store and maybe a few names that you recognize, but there isn't really anybody actively advertising to all of those local people. Yeah. With a, with a bespoke kind of coffee blend. That's awesome. And it, you know, it's so interesting that you're doing this. It's amazing to me. I, I may or may not have said this before. It feels like you're so much more adult than I am. <laughs> like you're, you're really adulting, and I'm over here just still sort of going. I don't even know what to do with these damn kids. Like it's you know, they're they're, they just sort of happened, mm-hmm. and <laughs> and God help me. Like I don't. Part of me wants to to hedge my you know my description of all this by saying that you know i'm i'm doing this more or less because i find it interesting right it's not it's not something that it's I'm not doing. like a money-making scheme or or a side right. hustle like it, i mean it is somewhat of a side hustle right but it's still cool that you're doing it yeah i'm doing and, it and, because it's because i enjoy it and it's fun and it's never yeah. you know the fact by by taking the the position early that this is never going to replace my income because you know i like my job um, yeah. And I have no motivation to not have my job. So it, it, it frees me from all of the stressors that would come with something like this if I was trying to replace yeah. my income, which would make it exponentially harder. So I can, because I don't have that responsibility, I can take the the risks and do the weirder things like, oh, instead of, you know, doing some viral TikTok, this and that, I'm just going to create postcards and put them in the mailbox. You know, there some is. marketer yeah. out on the internet would be like, that's dumb. And it'd be like, maybe. Yeah, but you're, you know. <laughs> but I have the time and Whatever. resources to play around with it and see what happens, you know. That's cool. So, Like, I remember one of your first, like, I guess it was an email sent out to me. <laughs> I absolutely loved it. And the reason that I loved it is because you had Han and Leia coffee cups mm. on it. Mm-hmm. That was cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, man, this is this is slick. Yeah. So I mean, I'm the child of of a marketer. I mean, my mom, I've I've grown up with her. Let's say she started going into marketing about when I was in second grade. So I've grown up around her and and copywriting, and she worked for a big magazine. Mm-hmm. And you know, so I I have some idea of of what she's done. And I mean, I can remember there was one summer where she she wanted to have like all this these pages got stickers, mm-hmm. and I had to check out. It was like some sort of research thing, and I had to check this, this, and this, and then flip the page, and I'd stick a sticker on. It was always advertisements, and then I checked this, this, and this about the advertisement. And then I put another sticker on, and I checked check this, this, and this about it. And I hated it, hated it. Um, but I mean, it was interesting to me, though, that this was part and parcel of 
what she did, and I mean, I worked for her a couple of summers too, um, and and now the company that she worked for at the time, they now belong to ESPN. So it, it's not like it was small doings. Um, and so seeing you with the emails that you send out and, you know, the website that you've got, it, it just seems very well thought out. And you're contacting these companies. Like, how do you even find out about these companies that are doing, you know, your bags for you mm-hmm. or that are doing, like, your art on the, the bags themselves? Mm-hmm. I love it. Holy cow. I like the art that you've got on each of the bags. Yeah. I mean, it took, I spent probably at least six months before it all kind of started coming together. Like, you know, I had originally started planning it out like around Christmas time, 2019. Like it was during, you know, we were at my wife's parents for the holiday and I had some downtime. So I'm starting to poke around figuring out what this whole, you know, this whole coffee business thing is and what it would take to get started. And, what are my options and you know how much do all these things cost and all that stuff yeah. and it you finding know. the guy who was who was um doing the beans and right i mean it's you've you've had a whole process and i just find it so fascinating how you've i mean i know that there was work behind it of course but it just seems to be sort of a very easy transition from what i've seen I don't. I don't necessarily say it's easy. Sure. Please. Sure. Right. But, the, the the public image of it is yeah, definitely. Yeah, from the outside, it looks like a very natural progression, is what I'm probably trying to say, mm-hmm. rather than easy transition. But um, I I just find it really really cool. Like, for most parts, people who do this as some sort of side hustle, and and you're right, it I. I assume that it does make a huge difference if you're trying to supplement income with it. Mm. Because at that point, everything's live or die. And it just seems like I've had things that I've thought about doing on the side. And and one of those things being, you know, again, a blog or actually writing a book or what have you. And it always just seems very overwhelming right at the front of it, front end of it, because you just don't know, like, what all is it going to take? I, I, the bandwidth, mm-hmm. I mean, at least for me, and, you know, it, it could possibly change for you in the future as well, with having a job and a family and, you know, a house and, all these things that are going on to me when I finally get done with the day sort of at least with work and I go and I start my second shift as it is for um, people with making dinner and making sure the kids have are eating healthy and making sure that they've got this, this, and that, that in their bags or they've done their homework or they've got projects. Just the fact that after all of that, all I want to do is basically just sit on my ass for a while mm-hmm. like and not do anything, like not think, not and, – and people scoff at the idea, but to be perfectly honest – when you have a job that is mentally very hard and 
my job currently is one of the hardest I've ever had mentally. It's insurance. So I'm, I'm thinking through underwriting questions, and there's a lot of, of nuance to the questions that I get. And there's a lot of, it, it's not so much, I'm trying to provide like white glove service. Um, so there's just a lot of nuance in that of itself. But when you throw in like underwriting and insurance and, you know, things where I'm having to constantly be three steps ahead, mm-hmm. by the time I get done, I'm over here like my brain is goddamn fraud, and I'm sure. not sure I even understand English anymore. So for for the things that you're doing, it's just it's amazing to me, to be perfectly honest. Like you've got so much energy. <laughs> I will say, I will say though, there are there are a lot of days where I I just don't want to do anything related to it whatsoever. Like it's it's yeah. not you know, it it might seem like there's the constant forward progression, but like there have been times where you know two or three weeks at a time i just haven't spent one single second thinking about it and maybe that's secretly a good thing and then it kind of you know it's self-sustaining in that regard but you know for all of the things i have on my list yeah and i think so too all of the things i have on my list it that list just is just going to keep getting longer and none of those things are actually going to get done you know like like the example k cups right i have a bunch of other different uh single origins i'd like to bring to market right like that all takes time to do but if i'm in the if i'm in the 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 downward you know i'm in the i'm in the trough of this up and down cycle you know yeah none of it's gonna happen right and eventually i'll come around and start working on it again and it'll be great and on the outside it looks like oh it took six months man that must have really been difficult when in reality you know it took a month and a half and i spent four and a half months with my hand on my pants so Like it, <laughs> I, I and I understand now that you are super proud of your grass. My grass? Oh my god! Don't, yeah, yeah. Nobody, nobody better come at me about grass because look, I'll, I'll let me say this: my grass, my, my grass <laughs> is not perfect. Uh huh. You know, it's on a scale of one to ten, it's probably a six, maybe a seven. But my main front yard area is not brown. Mm-hmm. My backyard is not brown. That's some doing. Okay. My my side yard is brown, but I also let it go too long without trying to do something about it, and it's a lot harder to water because it's a shared side yard, and I don't want to get my neighbor's house wet. So yeah, you know I'm kind of say I'm I'm oof. leaning towards just eliminating the side yard grass altogether and doing something else with it. You know, just so I don't have to deal with it next year. Uh, yeah, you know it involves property lines and surveys, and I need to call eight one one because that's also where my meter is, and you know blah blah blah. So that's going to be a whole thing. But the grass, oh. you know, this heat wave that we had, right? Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I'm over here thinking I've got I've got the second greenest front yard in this cul-de-sac, and I'm proud of it. You know, hey, you should be. I mean, that's some doings. It's that is. It's not like are you aerating it and, and doing all that kind of bullshit? No. And Okay, never mind. It's <laughs> I'm I mean, I'm still I'm I'm still proud of it. Whether or not yeah. I get accolades from others is entirely unimportant to me. Like I don't I don't necessarily No, care. But, but hey, look, that's that's what it's about. As as long as you're proud of look, I've got a absolute I know somebody joked about this in the channel saying I've got a yard of weeds. 
No, nobody got nobody's got weeds like I got weeds. Mm. Look, it, my, that's all my grass is. It's friggin' like dandelions and and I don't even know. Like yeah. who was it? Jacob saying something about he's got ribosomes or something, some sort of grass that he's trying to get rid of. Mm-hmm. And I'm over here like I don't even know what the hell that is. Look. I'm just glad that small children aren't lost in the vicinity of my yard just because it's a damn jungle. <laughs> yeah. The, um, I'm never winning these kind of words. <laughs> one of the problems I have is that the front the front grass, it, it's the original grass, right? It's the, it's the original sod they put in when they did the whole community 30 years ago. And yeah. it's fine, but it's not really the best grass for this area. Do you so, know what kind of grass it is? If you say Kentucky bluegrass, I swear to God, do you do you know what kind of grass your grass is? I'm trying to find a picture of it. It's so I was gonna say there's that, cons, right? It's the this I was uh, first I was gonna try and find what's in our backyard um, because it is a lot different. It is I wish I had I wish I knew more of this. So the stuff we have in the backyard is a little bit more blue, like a deeper green okay. kind of blue color. Um, yep. I think no, I don't. I don't want to say out loud because I I have zero confidence in what it is. But I know what we have <laughs> in the backyard is more well suited for this climate. Like what's in the backyard, that shit grows like a weed. Like it is. Yeah. It we are we are doing inches per week. Title. <laughs> the the stuff up front is mm-hmm. it's just so anemic. And like it's still green, but it's just like, bleh, bleh, bleh. you know. Yeah. And so like I want to, I want to tear it out. Like I, I don't want to say it's Kentucky bluegrass, but like it's kind of hard to compare a photo of grass to real grass in like real life, you know. Yes. But like, especially if you're not sure how much is because there are like you could do. There's uh, what is it? Scotch grass. There's Kentucky bluegrass. There's I mean, come on. It's it's crazy because, look, being down in the south, and you will, thank God, never have to experience this, the, the grass, your yard, is everybody looks at it. Mm-hmm. Everybody judges you based on it. Oh, yeah. Everybody. Like, it's constantly people in your mess about your goddamn grass. Mm-hmm. True green it is incredible the amount of business they do down here. Like, and and I get, I don't know how it's such a hard job selling. I know that they have some definite issues because we get different cards like on the daily. Um, but it is crazy to me mm-hmm. how people will completely judge what type of person you are based on your grass out front down here. It is a, it is absolutely insanity. Like we don't even have in my neighborhood. Now I know in my grandmother's neighborhood they had a, a yard of the month, and she won it a couple of times. And it was always you know, like. But then again, she was also at the time that she won it. She was like in her sixties and stuff, so she was always proud of it. She's like, I won yard of the month. We don't talk about it here. I don't talk about about my neighbors, but you know, I won yard of the month. But it, it's we don't even have that in my neighborhood, mm-hmm. and people will still 
cast some sada about your damn yard. And you really have to keep it, I mean, and I'm not even talking about you need to keep it, you know, the best ever. Mm -hmm. If you do the bare minimum, you're still white trash. Yeah. You're still just trash. Let me, I'm not even saying white trash. I'm saying you're, you're still just trash. So if you do the bare minimum. I think I've identified my grasses based on a couple of photos. So okay. in my backyard, I do, I do very much have Kentucky bluegrass. That, that deep, I had a feeling you said it was green. blue. Yeah, that deep yeah. green color, deep bluish green. Buffalo grass in the front, don't you? It's either buffalo grass or tall fescue. I knew it. Say, this is this is what I'm talking about. I don't even like my goddamn grass, and I still don't know the goddamn names of it. I can't. Like it, it seems like <laughs> like I'm looking at I'm, I'm looking at buffalo grass, and it's. Mm -hmm. It's the right color, but it's too it's too wispy. It's too fine. Yeah. Like I think it, it, it I think gets, it's probably more it's like clumpy. Yeah. It's probably more like tall fescue. Okay. Like I know like I'm looking at longer buffalo grass and when my front yard gets longer, it does not look like that at all. It looks more like no. it, it gets the, like the seed pod head thing on it pretty early. Like it looks more yeah, it's yeah. got that weedy quality. So I'm thinking it's more like a tall fescue. Please don't at me okay. if I did, got to get it wrong. Um, Please wait, don't no, let me. <laughs> no one listens to this. What am I saying? Um, it is yeah. definitely. <laughs> it's weird. So, like, what I'm looking at now says that the tall fescue is a low maintenance alternative to the Kentucky bluegrass, wherein I would Whatever. say it's actually the other way around. Like, yeah, the stuff I got in the backyard, like I think because it doesn't get as much direct sun, like it is living its best life right now. Like, yeah, it is, like I said, it's growing at probably two or three inches a week. It is insane. Okay. So, now, my next question being, though, go for it. Is how do you cut it? Are there lines or are there crisscrosses? What do you do? So I have two different patterns depending on the yard. Oh, here we go. Okay. <laughs> so in the backyard, the backyard I have it's uh, the whole thing is a gentle slope, but then it slopes mm -hmm. down to a fence, right? Which makes it kind of you know inconvenient for mowing multiple right. reasons. So what I told I, you that. What, what I do <laughs> is I do an outline first uh -huh. to make it easier to do uh turns without screwing up my pattern okay so like yeah so i draw the outline and then i can do my turns in the outline and then go just go back and forth along the okay. along the contour of the hill so i go along the direction of the hill slope i don't go up and down oh, the hill. i go all parallel okay see so my that's, dad that's the backyard the one time Again, lawnmower man, okay? <laughs> so my dad taught me how to mow grass. Mm -hmm. And his ass wasn't even playing. Like, I've I've shown you the house we lived in. It must have been at least a good acre, maybe two. Yeah. And it was always the goddamn crisscross. Mm. Like, it looked like a golf course. I can't. Yeah. I, it's like... And... and Towards the end of things, um, especially when he, they bought this house that I'm talking about, um, he did have the riding lawnmower, but he tried to teach me on the push mower. Mm -hmm. And God help me, I could not recognize, like, and he didn't even have me trying to do the crisscross thing. He was like, here, I'm going to give you the back nine, and you can cut it in just lines. Yeah. And I can't tell, Jonathan, that man bitched and 
bitched at me. I'd miss lines. Mm -hmm. There'd be like tufts of grass in between the lines and he'd yank the lawnmower from me and he's like, let me show you how to do it. And then he'd do a couple of lines and I'd try to do it again. And <laughs> it's so bad. It's so bad. I'm a terrible person. Mm -hmm. yeah, I'd script are. the next couple of lines on purpose just so that he cut most of it. <laughs> the, more, the more I look at this list, the more I'm almost certain I, the original grass was tall fescue, and then as repairs were done, they used mm -hmm. perennial ryegrass or some kind of ryegrass blend. Oh yeah, the ryegrass—they probably tossed out seeds or something like that. Yeah, because what I'm, yeah. what I'm the problem I'm having in my front yard, and you'll when I say I would like to tear it all up and put new grass down, you'll understand why. Is yeah. that in the spots where it has gotten thin over the years, uh, mm -hmm. like along the the where the where the driveway and pavement meet that corner of my yard um has all mm -hmm. become clover like it's almost entirely clover that clover just oh. doesn't show up on its own right like it it gets right. bare right um mm -hmm. i have i have the the leafy clover the three leaf four leaf stuff i also have the white puffy clover show up in oh, spots fine. too so the problem is is that i like my lawns tall Mm -hmm. I like I like my men like I like my grass nice and tall. Um, <laughs> I like big butts and I cannot lie. Right. Okay. I like it tall, but because of that, all of the clover makes itself known very predominantly. Right. Especially See, this the is why you have a daughter. I'll go ahead and tell you this is why you have a daughter, so that she can pick every single one of those tufts, and then. Weave them together in, in flower crowns. Perfect. Because that's what I used to do. Or I'll just get rid of it all. But yes, if I don't or end that, up getting it rid of know, it all, I'll make, sure, I'll make sure she <laughs> picks it all. Um, so Got to teach her how to do it, though. True. I like to mow every other week because I like it taller. Mm -hmm. And the front yard is very slow moving. So every other week is what I end up doing. But <sighs> by the end of week two, I have all this white shit everywhere that I'm now cutting off. Like, it, it looks like I'm just not taking care of my yard. But in order... You know, I got to let the rest of it grow up high enough so I can cut it evenly every week. Yeah. You know, like the white crap comes up, you know, almost in a matter of days if I don't cut it shorter, but I don't want to cut it that short. So like I'm, you know, I'm kind of at this impasse where like I can cut it nice and tall. I can set my lawnmower as high, you know, as high as it'll go in the backyard and it's great. But in the front yard, if I do that, not only will I not end up cutting any of the actual grass, all I'm going to do is cut the yeah. heads of all the clover off <laughs> and then they're just going to come back. That's and then, yeah, it's a bad, it's a bad. So. At some point, oh. I would like to eliminate all of the grass that's in the front yard and put uh, bluegrass in. It's See, my dad would do that, and apparently down here we can do things that y'all can't do because he would set just fire to it, mm -hmm. <laughs> and it'd be a controlled burn. Yeah, I'd love um, to do that. Nope, absolutely not. Um, and the funny thing about it is, for the bare spots, I will, I will, I will share something with you. Um, if you get a bucket, just fill it with some water, get some toilet paper. Interesting. And get okay. it kind of like it's paper mache. Mm -hmm. And then you put in the seeds that you want for the grass that you want to grow in bare spots. Mm -hmm. You dump it out on those bare spots. You kind of spread it around. The, the toilet paper acts as a base for the grass to start kind of getting some, some roots and going. Interesting. Okay. But essentially, yeah, it's it's providing some sort of, of – that way it gets a little even, and it gives it some sort of suitable base to start with so that it, they're not blowing away. Mm -hmm. They're not, you know, 
move it around depending upon if you've got any wind going. But yeah, if you it's basically yeah, you take some paper toilet paper and make paper mache mm-hmm. and then pour your seeds in hmm. and it's just spread it around your bare spots. Interesting. There you go. Interesting. I'm the, sharing the lawnmower span secrets with you. That's that is <laughs> I hadn't I hadn't thought of that. Um, yeah. I didn't even get to tell you my front yard pattern, which Ooh. so my front yard is okay. even steeper of a hill. You know, from okay. the front of the house forward down to the cul-de-sac and then also mm-hmm. to the side down to the neighbor's driveway. We have different elevations. My house is higher than theirs. So if you imagine like a 90 degree swath of yard and it's all just kind of yeah. a curved Hills. hill, right? So <laughs> in that particular case, I just contour the hill straight across. Uh, there's there's okay. no outline. There's no up the hill, down the hill angle. I start at the yeah. top. And do my, you know, do my first pass, and then I'll turn around, come back, and do my second pass, and then I'll just go back and forth along the contour of the hill till I get down okay. to the bottom. That's the last row, which, because I'm following the contour of the hill, there's going to be a little bit left over, just right. because there's a tree and there's a curve, and right, it's not, it's not a square, right? So when I get down to the bottom, I keep following that same last line that I did, and then I just mm-hmm. kind of keep shaving the little pieces that would follow the contour if there was more grass. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I, yeah, I, I, I have the nicest yard pattern in the cul-de-sac. That's for sure. <laughs> I love, it might not be the this nicest like grass, the... but it's the nicest pattern. Yeah. No, this is like the most mellow goddamn episode we've ever done. I think. <laughs> and don't get me started about my lawnmower. I really do enjoy my lawnmower. It is a push mower. Is it a riding or is it a push? It's a push mower. I live in an, I live in an okay. development. I don't have enough yard for for a riding lawnmower. But look, people down here, they they have absolutely no yard to speak of. But man, they get them riding lawnmowers. I, they do. It, it it would definitely be fun to have one. But I also. So I have Zero turn. I have the yeah that would be that would be awesome. I have um, <laughs> what is it XRZ no Honda mowers. I gotta find it now for the notes. The Honda. Oh, it's not a true built. The Honda. Oh God no. The the Why Honda. Why not? <laughs> how much time do you have? <laughs> okay. No, so I I picked the Honda because <laughs> the Honda engine. That, that, okay. that's the part that's important to me like the rest of it okay. it's just it's just a mower right it's spinning a blade right so the hrx 217 is i think it's the vka which has the composite deck not not metal composite deck um self-propelled rear wheel drive front wheel drive self-propelled push mower is the dumbest thing on the planet don't ever buy one the moment you take those front <laughs> wheels off the ground it's not going anywhere that no. kind of defeats the purpose of the self-propelled action. Um, that would be correct. It's uh, it's a 200 cc motor, so if I turn the self-propelled knob up more than like past a one, it'll mm-hmm. it'll take me with it. Like, and I'm I'm running behind it at that point. So that's <laughs> nice. You know, if I ever needed to go straight up a hill, I you know, straight up a wall. See, I but I keep ours at a three, but then again, like for instance. Um, we've had a good bit of rain in the last few days uh, with with Elsa starting to come through and then she passed on through. And we get some good rain mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter that my husband cut it the previous day. As soon as we get some rain, 
is right back up again. I mean, takes zero time. You're talking about I cut every other weekend, and I'm over here like, that's amazing because down here, you'd have never been able to get away with that. Yeah. The uh, yeah, it's the HRX two seventeen VKA. It's MSRP six hundred eighty nine dollars. Um, nice. I did really really want like the commercial mowers, mm-hmm. you know, with the hydrostatic transmission and all that other fun shit. But like, right, I've got like three thousand square feet of grass. Like, I don't, <laughs> I'm not gonna be putting that to use. <laughs> so I'm just, I'm here, I'm oh. here with my my mid grade Honda motor mower, and I love it. I put I put clear gas in it because I'm not a monster. Um, yeah. And clear gas, you know, yes, it's $5 a gallon, but you know what? It's a lawnmower. You're not buying that much gas. Get out of here. So. Right. No. <laughs> um, I will tell you, if we're talking about houses, here's a fun sidebar to what I currently do. I have just linked you a home. Take take a look at those pictures. All right. Take a look now. Is this this gonna is be what my I cover spend art? all... Oh, God. This is what I spend my day doing is finding houses like this. Holy it is. shit on a biscuit. <laughs> what in the... F- okay, this is cover art. I'm sorry. <laughs> I find... Look, it is crazy. I've started doing this thing now. You remember in, in Channel, in Silly, when I had that picture of the carpet. The carpet I was so offended by. Yep. Okay. Now... I spent my entire day oh, sweet Jesus, this is so bad. <laughs> looking at shit like this. Like this is an actual home that somebody wants to sell. And if you, just to give the, the two or three people that listen to us, just to give you an idea, the goddamn carpet is the is royal blue and in the master bedroom. The bed is on, like, oh, what is that That clear stuff? Um, it's, it's the plastic, the clear plastic. And the covers on the bed, like the comforter and the plexiglass, okay. And the comforter and the pillows match the goddamn wallpaper. And it is not the only house I've seen like this. This is what I spend my day doing. And... My favorite thing in the world is when I get somebody on the line and they're either owning or selling a million-dollar homes. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to see these houses. I want to see what the hell a million-dollar house looks like. So I go look at every single one. I'm up in everybody's business. I, I really never tell me anywhere where somebody lives because I'll be like, I've got to go get a look at this shit. I mean to tell you, it is <laughs> – there's one. Um, oh shit! Hold on. Uh, like it's just like this, except in green. Mm-hmm. And you get and there's shag carpet, like the shag carpet. Holy shit! I remember when shag carpet was actually real carpet that people used in their houses. It wasn't a joke, and it was bad even then. But now people are like, yeah, I got that shag carpet. Oh, my God. Nightmare homes. Homes. I need to, I need to find some more of these pictures for you because it is 
amazing. Holy crap. And then you got some homes like they have beautiful entryways. Mm -hmm. I mean, gorgeous. There's this guy. Okay, so one of the sites I I watch or look at is Zillow Gone Wild. Ooh. Yeah. Hey. Um, There is another guy that basically goes and finds expensive houses and then just knocks on the door and asks what the hell they do to get these these amazing homes. And it's really interesting to find what these people answer with. Like in the most recent <laughs> um, series of him asking, one woman's like, she, she came to the door and she kind of peeked around and she's like, what you want? And he said, just your home is really beautiful. I just, I really wanted to know, what do you, what is it that you do for a living? And she opened that door wide, and she's like, I'm a porn star, bitch. And it was awesome. <laughs> like, holy shit. Like, I mean, and it's a nice home. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you get the weirdest stuff you've ever seen in your life. With some of these homes and the strangest situations, like in, um, people wanting to, the most recent one was, oh, a sober home. It was nice. I mean, it was nice what this guy wanted to do. His his second house, like you'd be amazed how many of these people have second, third houses. I can't. But his second house, he was going to live there for a while and he was going to be renting it to folks mm-hmm. that basically... He was going to use it as a, a nonprofit, um, as a sober home. And while that's a wonderful thing, it's not so great to insure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's, wow, okie dokie then. Um, <laughs> and, and some of these homes, like people that will live in places that you never expected to be a home. There are some places... I found a home listing in Oregon. It used to be a school. Um, and it was so weird. I found one recently, actually, that looked like it used to be a doctor's office. So it, people, it, it's very strange. I love looking at this sort of stuff just to see kind of what these people are doing, what, what other people are doing, what their lives are like, what their, their homes are like. And uh, super interesting. I mean, it's it's, but also absolute shit show. <laughs> I bet they don't have any problems with their kids reading fan fiction about Chad and Peaches. Am I right? No, that's true. <laughs>